Hey folks, Randy Barfield here with another episode of Under the Roof with Randy Barfield. And I am joined by the lovely and talented Mary Green with Live Out Loud PR. Hi, Mary. Hey, Randy. Good morning. And thanks Good for morning. having me chat with yeah. you today. Yeah, thanks for joining. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about tool safety. Uh, here recently, we've had some friends that have uh, kind of had some tool accidents. Uh, some of them kind of severe, some of them not so severe, but still had a few mishaps. I had a furniture shop for years, uh, made furniture, have been in the building trade, practically my whole life. I have seen accidents. I have close had close calls. I have seen people who have been doing this their whole life and have made mistakes and things have happened to them. Um, so it, it happens. Um, but you got to be aware and you got to be safe about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, the most recent thing to bring this into our world was a good friend was working on a piece of household furniture and I guess was kind of taking his mind off the task at hand, forgot that he was wearing a pair of gloves because he was working outside and it was pretty chilly that day. Yeah. And his fingers were actually taken into a joiner, um, which, as you know, is not forgiving at all. Yeah, just a ruthless piece of machinery. Yeah, and it is. Um, lost a couple of fingers. They, you know, um, you can, you know, wear protective eyewear, protective clothing, protective hearing. Um, don't wear loose clothing that can get caught. Uh, I'm not going to say don't wear gloves because sometimes you need to wear gloves if you're handling rough lumber. You know, it comes from the mill and it's only rough cut or rough plane and there's a lot of splinters. You'll have to wear gloves in order to handle it. Like if you're putting it on a planer or a joiner or cutting it down to size. Um, but, you know, if your hand slips for whatever reason, um, things happen. Uh, you can be as safe as possible. Like, um, my always, my mindset when I would kick on, you know, we had a big panel saw or we had a big, uh, 24 inch planer that was just a beast. Um, we had all this big equipment in the shop. And the first thing you thought of is what I always taught my guys. They said, when you turn that machine on, what you need to think about is how you're going to hurt yourself. Think about every possibility that you're going to hurt yourself on this piece of equipment right now. And don't do that. Do everything you can not to do that. Whether pushing your hand into the blade or uh, pushing your hand into the planer or, you know, getting a kickback on the wood or making sure your everyone is clear away from you and you don't get your hand within 10 inches of the blades, you know, that kind of thing. Do all of that. And then hopefully you won't get hurt. So. And I imagine that's a pretty similar protocol to like the commercial truckers that we see and people operating yeah. commercial vehicles that yeah. they're essentially always having to be aware of anything and everything that could go really wrong yeah. because at some point it's going to happen. And the question is just going to be, what are you going to do? How are you going to react? Well, the biggest issue is the more you become comfortable with tools and work environment and what you're doing um, is when you become complacent. 
And when you become complacent, you just, it's just no, it's, it's like a second thought to kick on a piece of equipment and turn it on and start using it without thinking about what you need to do because you've done it so many times. Uh, in 2016, I fell off that roof and that wasn't good. Um, How did so, that happen? Can you take us through that for a second, Randy? Well, the most, you know, when you get on a roof as a home inspector, roofs and attics and crawl spaces are the most dangerous parts of the inspection. Uh, there's electrical and you could get shocked. Uh, but most of the time, you're not getting your hand inside the panel to get shocked. You're not putting yourself in the, electric, the live electrical. You're just testing with test plugs. But on roofs, um, the rules are of the Texas Real Estate Commission standards of practice uh, that an inspector has to make a reasonable attempt to inspect a roof, either by getting on it or using a drone or a camera pole or from the edge of the roof. But... Typically, it says, you know, if you can get on the roof and walk the roof safely, you should do that. Uh, I was doing a house in Pflugerville, um, and it was a double, it was two la- two levels of roof. There was a one story, and then there was a second story. And the most dangerous thing you can do on a roof is do what's called a pull-up, where you get up on the first level, and then you pull your ladder up and just prop it up against the roof till you can get onto the second level. And the reason for why it's dangerous is when you pull up to the second one, you're leaning your roof against an angled surface and there's the potential of your ladder slipping out from under you. Now you have rubber cleats on the bottom of your roof. I mean, bottom of your ladder, they're supposed to grip. Um, What I did is I pulled up, uh, went on to the first level, pulled my ladder up, went up, propped it up started going up and one of the shingles snapped off that was holding the ladder and slipped. And it was just a minor slip. And I had just put my leg up onto the second level when the ladder went and then I fell and bounced off the ladder and the bit my face on the ladder on the second first roof, bounced off of that and then bounced down on the ground. So knocked myself out. Fortunately, I knocked myself out, but I did happen to land on my face on the ground and Broke some ribs and fractured some pelvic bones and stuff. And Ouch. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, I mean, and I had done, I had thought I had done everything safe. I had wedged it in, but it was, took a half of a second to make a mistake like that. And it was, fortunately, I landed face down in, the, in some soft grass, uh, but I could have landed on my neck or a different way or, you know, all twisted up. And yeah, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. It was bad to begin with. It could have been a lot worse. So yeah, and I think similarly to the household accident we were just talking about, mm-hmm. simple mistake. Yep. And just an accident, but it only takes just a minute. It only takes a second. A second. It only takes a second. For this um, and it's not like it's a mistake. It's uh, it's just, it's a mishap. Um, uh, your friend that happened, this happened to, uh, probably, you know, thought he was doing everything he could to be safe. And for whatever reason it happened. Um, the, I mean, the only way to prevent these things from happening is not put yourself in harm's way at all. Uh, don't turn on a piece of equipment that you could get hurt on or don't get on a roof. 
or don't crawl in an attic or don't crawl under a crawl space or don't do any, you know, run any kind of power equipment or anything. But what's the point in that? Yeah, that's not fun. That's not viable. And you yeah. certainly couldn't be a home inspector by that. No, I couldn't be a home inspector by, you know, standing from the sidewalk and looking at the roof uh, and telling them, yeah, I think it looks good. Well, with that in mind, from the home inspector point of view, but also maybe for the homeowner who has some power tools, can we mm-hmm. just talk about some kind of general safety tips? Obviously, you've given your number one yeah. by keeping your mind focused and sort of on the task at hand. Yeah. So every power, every power tool piece of equipment is going to come with an instruction manual and a safety manual. Um, If you're not experienced with any of this, I would read that safety manual front and back a couple of times and fully, fully understand the power tool and what you are doing. I mean, you could take a 12 volt drill with a drill bit, and you're thinking you're going to drill a hole and piece of sheetrock to hang a picture. Uh, if you put your finger out towards the end of that bit, it's going to chew a hole in your finger. It's going to eat it up. Um, so you don't get your finger anywhere near the bit. Uh, and there's no really even any reason to, but that could happen. But if you're not experienced with power tools and you had on a pair of mittens or whatever, uh, some loose clothing and you get that drill bit caught in that loose clothing while it's going, it's just going to twist it up and possibly dig into your skin as well. Um, or be like a choking hazard, depending on what you're wearing. Right. Yeah. We were doing, uh, you know, back when I used to build houses, I was doing a, a framing job and you know, you're always mashing your fingers all the time when you're in house building. And so as soon as you mash your finger, you know, the blood fills into the quick and builds up pressure because you've mashed it. And so I took a, you know, uh, like a 16 inch drill bit on a drill and was just going to drill a hole in the end of my thumb to relieve the pressure. Well, what I didn't know that this was a tapping, a self-tapping drill bit. So when it went into my thumb, it just kept going all the way through my thumb and went out the other side. Uh. So, <laughs> Those things, you know, that was pretty stupid, actually, but uh, it made it worse. So, man, um, that's one things, way to learn. Yeah, that's one way to learn. Don't do that again. Uh, so, you know, there's a, there's a million different ways you can get hurt out there, but you just got to be smart about what you're doing and try to be conscious about what you're doing. And the number one thing is don't be complacent about what you're doing. Um, and hopefully, uh, you can do all those things and you can still, they can, something can happen. Um, the worst uh, thing is that when you're dealing in a wood shop, um, I always tell the guys that I had is that wood retains memory. Um, and so a piece of wood can come from a mill straight, but when you look at the grain, the grain could be curved. And what that means is that the tree was growing at a, at a curved angle, but they cut it, the board out of there straight. And so they cut it kind of against the grain almost. Well, when you rip that board down, that memory is going to come back. And when it comes off the saw blade, one board is going to go straight and the other board is going to go straight off at an angle because it released all that tension now that's been in there. And that's um, a blowout or... Uh, and it'll put pressure on the blade and it'll do a kickback 
and it'll bind the blade. And that's the most dangerous thing that could happen because you've got all these RPMs on a 12 inch table saw and it just shoots that board straight out behind you. Like it came out of a gun and I've seen boards stick in walls behind me and stuff like that and, or just blow up, completely explode on the table saw, you know? Man, that's a lot of power. That's a lot of power, both on the table saw and the the wood as well. So, uh, but you have to expect those kind of things. Anything can happen when you're dealing with power tools and you just have to have a mindset that, you know, you've got something in your hand or you're working with something that could easily hurt you pretty bad. So be conscious of it. Yeah. And then I think, you know, in terms of other home projects that people could be doing that pose danger, my mind goes to, for whatever reason, like the garbage disposal is like particularly terrifying for me. Um, But anything electrical, I guess. Yeah. Electrical, ladder safety. Uh, As soon as you get your body up off the ground at, at one foot, which is the top rung or the bottom rung of the ladder, you could step awkwardly and twist an ankle. Uh, and the higher you go, the more potential of danger of falling, you know. Um, whenever we um, are moving stuff around my house, for instance, um, my wife hardly ever wears shoes. So, you know, she's a free spirit. She likes to go barefoot whenever she can. <laughs> And so if we're moving stuff around to clean or reposition or stuff, uh, first thing I do is tell her to go put on some shoes. Because uh, what will happen is the leg of this table is going to come down and it's going to come down right on your toe and it's not going to feel great. And or you're going to stub it or hurt it or something. So she'll come in there. I said, can you help me move this for a second? And she walks out barefooted. And I said, never mind. Either go put on some shoes or don't help me at all. So, uh, you know, safety clothing, safety eyewear, safety protection, and um, yeah, same thing. Just be smart about what you're doing. And I think the way that you get smart about what you're doing is that you do it in the first place. Back to one of your first points, like you're either going to take the risk Mm -hmm. and do the activity, perform the task, or you're never going to do it and you'll never have the opportunity to learn. And I was listening to a really cool podcast just last night while I was making dinner and they were talking about how in the last like 20, 25 years, we've really eliminated risk for children. Mm -hmm. And so now we have all these like super safe playgrounds compared to, I'm sure what you played on as a kid, even me, like even the playgrounds that we had when I was in elementary school, I specifically remember a jungle gym that had a concrete pad underneath it. And we were up really high, but you know what that taught us was don't fall, you know? And so now there's this whole movement taking place where they are encouraging kids to take, you know, moderate risks to learn how to use a hammer. And if you whack your thumb with the hammer, Mm-hmm. you're hopefully going to learn from it. You're going to realize it hurt and yep. hold it differently next time. Cause as well, humans, that's one of the only ways we really learn something. Well, I mean, it's good to, if you're going to do a project, for instance, 
let's say you're going to clean the gutters, you're going to get the leaves out of the gutters on your house, and you've never done that before. So the first thing you got to do is you got to get a ladder, and you got to get up on that ladder. And there's places in your yard that are not very even, so the ladder is not going to be stable. Um, if you, if a person is not comfortable doing something for the first time, um, there are people that you can hire that do this professionally. And when you think about it, it may cost you a certain number of dollars that you think you might save, but cost of you going to the hospital or breaking a leg or breaking a bot something in your body because you weren't sure about what you were doing and you fell. It's pretty cheap compared to your, your uh, physical well-being. Absolutely. Because um, on top of the medical expenses, like the recovery time work, or something like that. Pain and suffering that you're going to go through. Um, so, and also, you know, we live in a very technology, everything's on the internet. So you can, there is somebody who has put out a YouTube video on practically everything out there. And you can, there is a wealth of knowledge on the internet that'll show you, you know, this is how we do it. This is what we did. This is how we, you know, this is the steps you got to go through and you can research. And if you feel like you're still comfortable and you want to go buy the equipment to do it and you still think you can do it, uh, just research it, make sure that you're comfortable with it. Or I guarantee you, there's somebody out there that you can hire to get it done for you. So that, that, you know, it's a professional that does it all the time. So. Yeah. There's some really good options out there um, mm -hmm. for just depending on your skill level yeah. and how much time energy you want to devote. And I have to tell you a story, Randy, about something I could not believe that I saw the other day, but to your point mm -hmm. of sometimes it's just worth the money to hire somebody to do this for you. Yeah. Picture this. I'm in Georgetown coming home from a shopping center and I see a, a small-ish SUV pull out of Home Depot. Mm -hmm. They have purchased a door, like a pretty standard sized bedroom door for your nice. home. Yeah. Now, if you can picture this, a door obviously doesn't actually fit in an SUV like that. You got to put it on top. That's probably what I would have done, or yeah. I maybe would have folded down my back seats and then yeah. just looped um, through the the lock latch in the back like a string yeah. to to position up the hatch. Yeah. For one reason or another, no judgment. That uh -huh. is not what these folks opted to do. They put the door lengthwise in their back seat. And okay. opened both of doors. the back doors of their yeah. vehicle. So uh, they're now yeah, going that's, down that's like a two-lane country road uh -huh. with both of the doors open. So the vehicle's almost, you know, twice its actual width at this point, basically taking up the whole lane. Yeah creating a mile long backlog of traffic behind them because they're having to go so slow. And this is usually the moment where I find myself saying, where are the police? <laughs> like, yeah. when's this guy going to get pulled over? And justice was served as we rode by the police station, they got pulled over, um, which was wonderful because it was, it was so darn hazardous. And I wonder 
Number one, if they were fined, if so, how much that fine was. And number two, wouldn't it have just been less expensive to rent that truck from Home Depot for like twenty five dollars? Yeah, eighteen bucks an hour. An hour with that truck, or pay to have it delivered. A hundred percent. Right. Um. So. Yeah, I've seen that before. You know, the, always the mattress on the hood of the car with somebody just holding it down with one hand while it's driving <laughs> around. And, uh, you know, things, some people just don't think it through very well. Yeah. I doubt they got a ticket. They probably pulled over and helped them put it in a position where they could get it in there and without causing all this traffic back up or causing an accident. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it was just alarming because it is a road that a lot of bicyclists use. Yeah. And man, if there had been somebody in that bicycle lane, there would not have been room right. for both. You know, we were going to be playing a game of chicken. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, some people, uh, it sounds good on paper sometimes, but it doesn't happen uh, in actuality. So, yeah. yeah. But, um yeah, there's a there's a million ways to get hurt out there. You just try to not avoid the avoid them as much as possible. Mitigate those risks and mitigate the risks. Yep. Read your manuals. Yeah, do some research on what you're gonna do. Um, if it's a big project, you feel like you're comfortable doing it. Uh, do the research, plan it all out. You know, have nine one one on speed dial. Okay, <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's what Carrie always does when I'm about to do something. See, that's uh, smart. And maybe don't plan to be alone so that if something happens, somebody yeah. will know that you're hurt. Well, it's like the Christmas lights we put up in some of these oak trees that are 40 feet up. Um, I had a safety harness on, a lanyard, uh, a guy holding a safety rope, you know, throw the rope over the, the limb, uh, scissor lift, you know, hard hat, glasses, everything. Uh, luckily, or no, wasn't luckily. We didn't get hurt. Everything went smoothly. I did all my research, planned it all out, um, put it set up where I was going to be on the scissor lift or ladder or what have you, and went went perfect. And it looked beautiful. So yeah, it looked beautiful. Have a good plan, and don't yeah, ever be plan. afraid to abandon the plan if you don't feel safe. Yeah, okay. if you don't feel safe, you know, give it up, hire somebody. Get some help, you know, call your buddy, uh, six pack of beer and some after, after you're done. <laughs> That's right. Not during the project. Uh, <laughs> Even if you're so, tempted. Yeah. Well, one thing people should never do unless they're licensed um, is prefer, perform their own home inspection. So just in case anybody's listening today and mm -hmm. is in the Austin, Texas area in need of a home inspection, how can they get in touch with you, Randy? Well, you can give us a call at 512-789-2710 or 512-350-0123. You can check out our website barfieldhomeinspection.com or you can drop us an email at a barfield in Austin. <laughs> we, always, we always get the email different. Uh, it's a barfield at austin.rr.com or info at barfieldhomeinspection.com barfieldhomeinspection.com 
Um, thank you for joining us on this podcast. And thank you, Mary, for joining us and talking about tool safety. And join us again for the next one. We'll be coming up uh, in about a couple of weeks or another week. Yeah, a couple of weeks from now, we're going to be getting together at at Randy's Casa to discuss some things coming up for spring 2022. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, Randy. And I hope you have a wonderful and very safe weekend. You too. Thank you so much. Uh-huh.